If you enjoy Our Sinclair and want to support the show, please visit our page at patreon.com slash Our Sinclair. everybody. Welcome to Our Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to the track. We're yes. going to play some Grand National. Get out your wad, boat. It's now, time to lay down the dough. It's unfortunate that we don't live really close to any horse racing track here in West by God, Virginia, in our particular home. Oh, that's incorrect. Ooh, feel free to enlighten me. You don't have to live near a track if you've got simulcast. What I does that to, mean? I used to work at a dog track, y'all. Uh, and for a couple years, I was uh, printing uh, racing forms. And at the track, they show all the races from all over the world. Australia Downs, Pimlico, uh, everywhere. Everywhere there's a racetrack, you get racing. Now, we didn't get anything. <laughs> we didn't get it to Grand National because they didn't do any of that sort of racing. This is just straight up horse and dog racing. Charleston uh, has a track, not Charleston, West Virginia, but Charlestown. Charlestown, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and there are tracks all over. So if you want to get your horse on, you can, or your dog, you can go and do this. Now that sounds explicit. Well, it is what it is. Uh, now uh, I also have been to the dog kennels. You know? Okay, you mean like the pound? No, the dog kennels at the track. They keep the dog. The dogs like hang out there when they're not racing. Really? They oh, don't yeah. go home? Oh, sometimes they do. These kennels are hideous. I yeah. pity a dog that lives in these kennels. Uh, they are. I've also been told that the uh, the dogs are. There could be some shenanigans with water. You water these dogs up, to make them slower. Right now, horses. Right. I don't know. Don't know. Well, how something goes. tells me that the way that they treat dogs at, at a dog track is is not the same as the way they treat horses. I think that there are many I would more. Hope not. You know, there's a lot more money involved in yeah. thoroughbred racing. The dog track is. Um, yeah, you never hear good things about Greyhound racing. You know, I watched a race one time from Australian Downs. I kid you not, Boat. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. They ran horses down there in the snow. I didn't know they got snow in Australia. Did Weird. Did you know that? I didn't know that either. I thought it was hot all the time. It was Desert environment. It snowed. It snowed. Mm. One thing I've learned about racing, <clears throat> nothing will stop a race. It has to be a monumental thing. One thing that would stop it, dog racing anyway, was kennel cough. Was a, yeah. Something that was it's very like horrible, cough, and it yeah. would it would hose all the dogs if they couldn't run. Right, you know, and so what would happen is you got your. We had a, a, an area in our little track where people would come and they would they would go to what was called mutuals, and they would go in there and they like get mutual their mutual They get their yeah, exactly. It was a wild kingdom. If you saw the people that were coming in there, and you, they'd get their racing form. Now, most of the people that watched racing that I saw were old people yeah. because really uh, uh, horse racing as a pastime, seems to be sort of a dying art. Well, it's like a good cockfight. You're not going to get your young people, you know, gathered around. You're going to get your old salts. Now, you, you, maybe you're onto something. Now, uh, uh, have you ever been to a horse race or a racing track? I have never been to... Well, yes. I've been to uh, Churchill Downs before. Okay. But I've never been while there were races going on. I see. Now, I, of course, I work in Kentucky and lived there for a while, so we lived near... Uh, Churchill Downs, and uh, we live well, sort of. Keeneland. Keeneland uh, is, is also close, there. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I live near Churchill Downs. I mean, how many people can, let's say, I live within an hour and a half of Churchill Downs? Not that many. Well, I mean, we live within three hours. Well, I'm just it. saying. Uh, and so I have not been to the to the Kentucky Derby, but we used to watch it every year in Kentucky, horse racing. They told me when I moved there, they said, listen, as I was walking into the building my first day, the guy's like, hey, do you like bourbon? I said, no. Which I do now, but I didn't then. He said, do you like 
horse racing? I said, no. He goes, do you like college basketball? I said, no. He goes, you're in big trouble. Mm. <laughs> and he was right. Those are what they do in Kentucky. But uh, the horse racing for uh, hundreds of years, maybe thousand years, has been a, uh, a, a, a very popular sport that's uh, probably on the wane, I would say, at least well, in this country. Well, I, I think that in this country, at least, there are, there are significant risks to the horses. And um, if you know anything about horse racing, you know that if, if horses get injured, they don't go through rehab. They get a bullet to the brain. And, uh, right and, to the glue factory, yeah. And, and lots of people have a problem with that. Well, you know? you know, we live in a different era where that is a, a more prominent concern. I, I would call it an era where we care about animals more than we used to. That's, that's more prominent. Yeah. I, I would agree yeah. with you on that. And, so, and we don't want anybody to get, no animals to get hurt. No, no. But there is something beautiful about horse racing. Uh, I don't know enough about dog racing to, to say positive or negative things about it's it. It's less beautiful, but, I'll tell you that. But, uh, you know, there is something there is something sort of majestic about the whole uh, Triple Crown, the Belmont, the, the Kentucky Derby, and the Preakness. Uh, every year it gets it gets pressed here in the United States. When you have a Triple Crown winner, it's always a big deal. Very rare. Yeah, very rare. Yeah. And um, so this week's game, I approached it with... Uh, through the eyes of someone that, you know, my dad's from Louisville. He grew up going to the Derby in the infield. Oh, um, yeah, watch where yeah. the party goes down. Right, right. Party, party. And there. so, uh, so you know, I, I really was, was looking forward to playing this game. And so, do you want to talk about it? Well, I want to talk about, you know, the first thing I noticed about this game, well, two things. One, that it was in fish, officially endorsed by the uh, Aintree race course. And uh, so, I was like, man, i got to look into this race course. Because so, we're not, uh, at least... Uh, none of the tracks I covered did a steeplechase style racing. All right, and the Grand National is, I guess, the it's just sort of like the biggest race of this type of racing, right? And Aintree is the uh, uh, legendary uh, uh, place where it happens. Now, uh, I, I didn't know anything about Aintree. Have you ever heard, even heard of this race course no. boat? And you were there. It was, it's a it's in Mer- uh, Mercy, I see Mercy Side, England. You ever heard of that? Yeah, that's where the ferry goes. Okay, you fair ferry enough. across the Mercy. So really? Yeah. Okay. The, are you making that up? Or are you serious? I can't a, tell half the, the time. It's the land, the place I love. Okay, Carol's you're full of crap. Uh, opened in uh, July of 1829. Boat. <laughs> Boy, yeah, it's yeah, got a pedigree. No kidding, eh? Uh, it says here uh, this is uh, ancient racecourse is in a metropolitan borough of Sefton. Mer- Merseyside, England. I've never heard of any of those places. So you think you hear about? Well, you, you hear about you've you've heard of Mercy Beat, right? I don't know anything about. That was that. one of the early uh, pop magazines back when the Beatles were around. The oh Mercy my Beat. gosh, I don't know about that. Yeah. No. So, like I mentioned, this is this play, this track is the home of the Grand National Steeplechase. Now, I'm not real familiar with steeplechase. It's not something that gets ran a lot here. Uh, and trust me, when I started playing this game, I was astounded when a hedgerow came up on the track. <laughs> I this was like, is, ah. th- This is a big difference between, you know, the tracks that are run on the, the you know, the, the, tri- the Triple Crown cracks are, are oval tracks with no, no steeplechase. There's the, you know, this is a different sort of sport for sure. So get this. Uh, it's reg- the uh, Aintree race course is regarded as the most difficult of all courses to complete ses- successfully. It has 16 steeplechase fences, and it, the obstacles on it are so famous that they're named. Like they got their own names. You know, these th- <laughs> so I just you know that's bad. Uh, yeah. All the fences uh, uh, bar the water jump are covered with spruce. 
So you've got that's the greenery you see on these things. So that the water jumps are just I guess are just water. So not only have they had the uh, the Grand National Race there, they also have other stuff with this. They get this. I and who'd have thunk this? I'd have never thought this. They've had the British Grand Prix at Aintree five times. Wow. <laughs> Must be hard for those cars to get over the hedge. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, they've had, now get this. They also have a nine-hole golf course there, and it had its own railway station until 1962. That's kind of cool. And it had a Michael Jackson concert. So pretty it's good. It's had it all. Pretty I good. Mean, the, if, if I could host all of those events in Amigo Studios, I'd feel like I'd done my job. Now, here's something else I like. Now, this track is the, uh, this separates the men from the boys big time and the, and the, and the women from the girls. This, as I mentioned, this thing's long. It's four miles long, okay? And this, this yeah. game, you can feel you it. You can feel it coming back again. Right? And this is, it often will have, it says here, they usually start out with 40 horses on this track. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I knew you'd love that. And get, <laughs> now, did you talk about the, did you talk about Beecher's Brook already? No, I haven't talked about that. Okay, so Retro Man Cave says that the, the killer fence on this course like you said, all the fences have yeah, different names. That's mentioned right here. Yeah, Beecher's Brook is yeah. the killer fence. It says here that uh, uh, sometimes they'll have, like for example, they, they mentioned here in the article I read, 42 horses started this track in 1928. Only two got to the finish line. <laughs> it's like one of the old Le Mans races, so, you know? It's After your heartfelt ode to horse love this is like the track that you would never let your horse right ride. right these horses are after fun. you spent three million dollars raising your thoroughbred <clears throat> now you had one horse come on this track that was it's like the king of this track you know we've got man of war mm -hmm. secretary secretary these are the legendary horses of right. our of, of not our day but right. you know, of, of the day and on the national grand national the legendary horse is red rum now, let me do the thing. Is that like the Stephen King reference? I don't know, but he won the he won the race three times in the seventies, and also came in second twice. Mm. So this horse must have been a jumping, swimming, speed down. Sucker. He does it all. I'm pretty sure there's a biathlon element where the horse has to shoot a target at some point. There's now, so many things going on. I'm not gonna lie to you. Just like I always do, I sat down and watched some of this track, some races on yeah. YouTube, right? I could get into this, yeah. But uh, the problem I have—it's a lot like uh, American football. I love seeing some crazy action, mm -hmm. but I don't want anyone to get actually hurt. Yeah. And these horses—they look like they're getting—they're <laughs> having a rough go up. It really is the problem. Did you watch you, any of these? Yeah, yeah. You start. You, I, I'm with you 100. percent It's not like darts or or or, or anything. You start Snuka. to feel. Yeah, you start to feel for the horses in. <laughs> You do. And the jockeys. Yeah, yeah. Getting, those jockeys are getting mauled. They're getting pounded on. And one thing about this, unlike, say, NASCAR or something, you can be guaranteed multiple smash-ups mm -hmm. on this. There's people ramming each other. It's crazy time. Yeah. And again, just like snooker, just like darts, the best the best highlights to watch were from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I told you, you missed out. To be honest with you, I did. There was I a did. lot going on in the series. People were just chilled out. Mm -hmm. Horses getting killed in piles. Doesn't matter. They're cool as They're ice. Cool with Red yep. rub, baby. <laughs> so, with a race like that and a pedigree like that, you've got to make a game for the yeah. spectrum. Yeah. And so you got to crank up Grand National. Now, I, I, I made a note of this just because I thought it was pertinent. This was this game was uh, 
authored by uh, a, a tr uh, fellow named Andy Williams, and uh, his uh, partner in crime was Paul Holmes. And I wrote down the, uh, and it was published by Elite. So I had to write down this was this was their next release directly after the Dukes of Hazard had been released. So wow! You went from jumping cars over water to jumping horses over water. And I, I've got we haven't played Dukes of Hazard, but I'm hoping you tap the O and I love it. The, the O and the P and you That's hit the, the button and just, yeah. Can you imagine that? And it's something a button for the horn. Yeah. So. so Andy Williams, not the famous musician. Here, no, but not he, the singer. This is the famous. Star this is a famous uh, programmer. He did. Uh, he's got an interesting, uh, uh, like a lineage here. He did Bomb Jack One and Two. I didn't know there was a Bomb Jack Two. Did you know that? Hmm. Maybe that's a home only. Well, you know they did release Mighty Bomb Jack. Maybe for that's the consoles. It. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Yeah. You, now get this. Oh, but we got to do this one. We've mentioned before. He did Fall Guy. It's got to be from the show. No, I don't like, know. I don't. Yeah. I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with Farrah. You don't remember that song? Is Aww. that Farrah Fawcett? Yeah, he was. It was the show stars Lee Majors. He'd just been married to Farrah Fawcett. He sang the song. Really? Awesome. Also, he did Frank Bruno's boxing. Oh, if you're a boxing yeah. fan, Frank Bruno's just. I know we've mentioned him on the show because name comes. Well, up. I mean, he's the Ollie of Britain. No, he's not. Yeah, he no, is. No, who's, he's not. Who's the Ollie of Britain? Well, they've got a lot of good boxers no, in Britain. It's Frank Bruno. Ox, uh, uh, well, I think that's a little much. He also did a game called Coca Tony Wolf. Well, we remember that one. Yeah, we played that one. <laughs> yeah, that was that was like wacky. Listen, with a name like Coca Tony Wolf, you can't forget that one. Paul Holmes uh, did Bomb Jack One and Two as well. He did a game called Dust Man. Sounds intriguing. <laughs> That's uh, I think that way he goes around and he empties dustbins. I think he visits my house all the time. Uh, he did. He also worked on Frank Bruno, and he did. Uh, uh, he did apparently he, he did Tapper, Wild West Hero, Robotron Twenty Eighty Four. So he's done some wow. more, like stuff like that. Yeah. And like I mentioned, this is officially licensed from the Aintree Racecourse. You're not just—they're not going to let anybody release a game unless they, you have to go out and pay for that license. And I wonder how many of these—I bet this was a series that's ran forever because mm -hmm. I mean the concept of it's pretty sound. Um, you had one one player. Uh, the uh, as far as I could tell, this only came out on the Amiga. Yes, there's an Amiga port of this. Wow. Boat. I know. We, how AGSC, do we listen up. How do we miss that? <clears throat> and it also came out on the iPhone. Apparently, they they spruced it up for the phone. Original sales price of this bad boy. Six pound ninety five p, and the budget price you right there at the two pound one pound ninety nine. Yeah, Absolutely, exactly, exactly. So, <clears throat> boat. I've been droning on for a while. Once you, once you uh, talk about this game and, and your first impressions. Okay, so this game is is basically two games in one. Um, yes, <laughs> it is. It is a horse betting game where you can you can strictly play just betting the races. Or you can play the action component of the game where you, you race the horse on the course yourself. Or you can do both. Yep. So when you load the game, you're immediately greeted with uh, a screen in which if you want to bet on horses, you can. And uh, basically, what after reading the docs, the game tried to simulate um, everything that would happen when you are betting. It's like you're preparing young gamers for a future career in betting the horses. You know, it's funny you should mention that, just not to interrupt you, but I've, I, I, I looked, I've got the docs right here, because I, I wanted to I wanted to bring this up. If you look at the documentation, because you, ha I had to look at it just to see how to control this thing. It lists all the stuff you can do betting-wise, and it's like, 
a thousand things. Like they've covered right. conceivable now, betting base. What what they have done is they've simplified the odds somewhat. So if you if you're ever at a real track and you want to bet the horses, then you'll have odds like fifty to twelve or something like yeah. that. And it's 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 hard to understand. In this game, they've they've simplified all the odds. It, it it's always a number to one. So you know. If this horse wins, you're going to get this multiplier to one. Yeah. Um, what they do is they, in order to make it more realistic, they do deduct a 10% buyer's premium, which is sort of the rake that the uh, that the bookie gets or the, the the track gets. The house always wins. The house always wins. <laughs> um, and you have not only do you have the odds, but you also have the um, the form of the horse. And the form is basically from one to ten how good the horse has performed recently. Now, if you look into the docks, this is outside of the game, but if you look into the docks, you can actually see how well the horses perform on various tracks. So just like there are certain tennis players Butters. that play better on on clay, there yeah. are certain horses that perform better on less than ideal track conditions. Yeah, your mudders. Yeah, They're you, the ones that do the mud. You can look that up and you, and you can you can bet accordingly. My God, that just occurred to me. Can you imagine running this course in the mud? No, no, no. <laughs> Five miles in the mud with all these fences and stuff. You gotta say it. You gotta say it motor style. In yeah. the mud. You're talking about an Elmer's factory uh, going on there. <laughs> Horrible, but hilarious. So um, anyway, once you've placed your bets, if you choose to place, and basically you start out, I think, with a thousand, a thousand pounds. pounds. That's right. And uh, you can choose to bet any number on up to five horses. You can bet on up to five horses. Uh, you can hit S, and that starts the game. Oh, you also have to choose the horse that you want to race. So you sort of have a stable of horses that are on your team that you can yeah. choose from. You can't choose any horse in, in in the race, but you can choose. You get a pretty good choice. So I always chose the the horse that had the best odds to win for, for me to race with. You could just bet on somebody else and then tank. Right, right. You could always <laughs> play the fade, yeah, as yeah. it were. So um, once the race starts, you have um, a screen full of information. One of the things that the Specky I've found really excels at is that the game, the games tend to give you all the information you need and make full use of the total display. Yeah. So you don't have HUDs that take up a lot of useless space. In this game, in the upper left-hand corner, you have the overall overhead map of the track. Okay. Yeah. To the right of that, you have a side-on view of your horse, okay? And this is useful when you're doing jumping. Yeah, you, you can, have you, that. you can see how close you are coming up to the hedges because you're going to want to jump over these hedges. Yeah. Okay? Then the, the, the majority of the screen, I'd say two-thirds of the screen, is filled with an overhead view of the track. Um, which you can see your horse and your position relative to the other horses on the track, as well as any upcoming obstacles. Uh, the course is also lined with various types of greenery that you can admire as it passes you by. On the lower third of the screen, you have the total time, you have the number of horses in the race, and your position relative to the other horses. So it's just like a, any, any racing game is the same sort of thing. Um, on the sides of the screen, I'd say the uh, if you if you would divide the screen into eighths, uh, the eighth of the screen on the left. <laughs> wow, you're right. I'm yeah. just saying that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, the eighth of the screen is the your speed, and the eighth of the screen on the right is your energy. 
Uh, if you delve into the documentation that's included with this game, you can see what horses do well sort of long-term uh, when you want to conserve your energy to the end versus horses that uh, need to have an early burst of speed and then sort of coast to the end. Um, so this game is, is rather deep in, in, in that, and you control the speed of the horse um, by whipping the horse. This is one of no, the, stop. you know, I was going to say this is this is one of the things about horse racing that tends to make people a little uncomfortable is that whenever you want the horse to go faster, you literally beat the horse to go faster. It's effective though. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying it's part of the game. Yeah. Um, your horse's energy goes down as your speed increases depending on, you know, how, how hard you've pushed the horse. So it's a balancing act. You don't want to run out of energy. If you run out of energy, you will run out of speed. Um, but you don't want to conserve your energy too much because uh, then the other horses will just pass you by like you're standing still. So your, your job is to get around this, this track for however many laps you have to go around. And this is a very, very long race. Uh, as Americans, yeah, yeah. we're used to rather short horse races. Um, you know, the Triple Crown. Minutes. The Triple Crown is only you know one lap. Each race is only one lap. Oh yeah, they never do multiple. Yeah, laps, and uh, and so uh, that was that was surprising to me. You, you frequently have races that are you know over five minutes easily. And so anyway, the thing that makes this game maddeningly infuriating is that whenever you leap and you fail leaping over one of the hedges, your game is over. It's all over. Yeah. Um, and so what I chose to do after failing repeatedly was just betting on the horses. I just bet on the ponies, and I tried to collect money that way. I, uh, I, I, I think this game gets a lot of stuff right. I love the screen set up when you actually race. I mean, it's it's. it's I couldn't perfect. set it up any better. And the fact that they've got the side on one of your horse, not only because when you, from the top down view, you don't get the really, the the obstacles don't have any gravity. You just see a long thing mm -hmm. from the side. You notice that there are different shapes. There's there water. The the hedges are have a different makeup. You know the walls, and you have to time it differently. I mean, the, uh, the it's got it tells you what other horses have fell out, so you know how many people you got left. It tells you your position. Like I said, it's got time. They've got the information down. It's got an overhead view of where you're out in track. Mm -hmm. All good, all good. Uh, so they've got that right, but they they have some things, and maybe this is just because we're not used to this. This was like if you ever played David Crane's Decathlon on the twenty six hundred. If you get into one of the actual Decathlon races and you're waggling at George, you're begging to die. Yeah, because, you're just and, waiting and so, for the end. I looked at, I was like, I started this game up initially, of course, I never read the docs, and I couldn't move my horse. So when I figured out how to actually make him gallop and jump and stuff, I, I thought, my God, what do I have to do to make this race end? Mm -hmm. It just went on forever, yeah. and that's too long. And by the time the, I ran my first race, I actually got around the track, believe it or not, did without you? wrecking. Wow. It's not super difficult to jump the stuff. You did better than I did. But I begged, begged to die, because it was so long so long and there were a few times where i literally just stopped racing picked my hands up and just, just went took like it this. out yeah i was like i'm dying here um it's not realistic to to uh whip your horse perpetually uh in fact a few years ago at a, a, i watched the progress of a horse i can't remember it had sugar in its name 
it had never felt the whip in competition ever. Wow! And I remember the first time they whipped it was in it was at like it was like the one of the Triple Crown. Mm-hmm. They finally whipped it, ended up losing. Uh, it had never felt the whip, so that you never would whip a horse as much as you do in this game. We're no. just beating it. I mean, it's just that's the only way to make it go. You're beating the tar. Of course, this is not not real. No one would do that in real life. Uh, would be because the horse would just stop responding. Right. It, it wouldn't be like it'd be, or it'd probably. It would probably turn around you. and yeah. kill you. That'd be awesome. That'd be kind of funny. Um, there is a, uh, a, a there is a magic uh, uh, equation between your uh, energy output and your uh, uh, and your speed. Uh, I uh, don't know what that equation is. Basically, <laughs> I, my horse was a lot like me. I did feel for the horse because I was so tired that I never really ran through all my energy because I couldn't keep sustain hitting the. Air I had a night. hard time running out of energy to be honest with you. Maybe it's because I died did so you, early. Did, did but you ever you, complete a no, race? No, I always Trust fell me. to the hedge. Trust me when I tell you, uh, the uh, you will get low on energy, especially if you're, like if Brent was playing this, for example, Mr. Track and Field, mm-hmm. he'd probably kill that horse. He'd mm-hmm. be running so hard. But me, I just I tried to keep it fairly steady. Jumping, the, I will say, boat nailed it when it comes to jumping those hedges. Uh, you could be going along at a good clip, and you're watching yourself move with the leaderboard, and if you just mistime that jump, uh, race over, you suck, mm-hmm. and then you're out. Uh, now and so there is no there's I mean it's not mega hard to time them but plenty of times I would just be a fraction of a second off and screw up and be right. in the race. Now this game is designed for you to run this race multiple years. Uh, each race is a new year. So when you finish, you collect your winnings, and then you move on to to, to the next year. This this whole race revolves. It would be like you know for us it would be like Kentucky Derby the game. You know they only run the Derby once a year. So they are depending on you running this race multiple times and building a legacy. Yeah, yeah. And here, I'll get to my last major complaint. Uh, you can move your horse left and right, you gallop, you whip him, and you also can jump your controls. Uh, this game is very slow. It is very slow. You could rocket ship that, you know, you could be hauling tail on that on that horse, but he's just creeping along. Uh, and we, we all know why. Because it's a limitation of the hardware. Yeah. You can only, I mean, and, it, and the thing, it's not like there's nothing going on. They got crap going on all over the place mm-hmm. here. Uh, it just, but it does meander along, and and it do, that doesn't help you uh, in terms of the your ability to hit that button over and over. I I did not do what you did. I would always bet, and I would always race. You know, when I played it, but just because I figured I might as well try both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how well you did at betting. I never won. I, I very lost. rarely won. It's sort of like real life. Yeah. Uh, uh, and now, um, if you're a true better, you look at the history of the horse. Like you said, you look at the, what it, the conditions it runs best in and whatnot. Uh, and so I'm guessing that if you really were a, a an astute player, but of course, you would have many races to compare a horse to. And on top of that, though, we are talking about American style or non-steeplechase horses where just, they just go around a loop. Mm-hmm. It would be hard to handicap horses on this track. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, you anyone, would never know. the long shots could win a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, if we looked at the history of this particular race, I bet a lot of long shots have won. Because really, how do you? I mean, unless you're Red Rum, like who the heck is going to bet? I mean, who's? I mean, well, I mean, you've got to have odds. You've got to have some horses. I understand, that are, yeah. but the odds could mean less. Like it's, I watch a lot of MMA. 
uh, UFC odds are usually quite accurate. Mm-hmm. But if you're watching like Uncle Jim's MMA Jamboree held out the barn, and you've got like Billy Bob taking on uh, Goof McGee, mm-hmm. and 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 these guys have had like three fights locally, <laughs> and you try to put odds on them, they're gonna be goofy odds. Right. You know, right. it's the same thing. I mean, you've got. Uh, I, the fact that you would race a horse in this more than once it shows me a certain disdain for the horse. Yeah. <laughs> because it is crazy. Now, uh, I, but I will say this, this game has a lot going for it. And in terms of a race simulator, uh, from my understanding, Boat, uh, this was the first one uh, on the Specky anyway. Maybe, I mean, I don't know about a whole lot of these. I know Japan has a lot of these. So that, maybe oh, they yeah. did something. But this was a, a, a quite a uh, an achievement when it came out. Mm-hmm. To, from a, sure. From because of what it allowed you to do, and I will say, it's a, it reminds me sort of like having say like a a really good fruit machine, you know, or a slot machine where you could just it'd be fun to play or or even play like poker. So if you're a gambling type, and you and this is your this is your poison. Well, it you know. really, you know, it covered all the bases because if you just wanted to play it as a gambling simulator, you could. Yeah. Or if you wanted the action part, the action part was there as well. Now, here's what we can't comment on. We can't comment on how the algorithms for the gambling did. We, I don't have, I, mean, I, I did not, I guess if I played this a lot, I could I could get it, but, but you know, I couldn't, uh, there's no way I could figure it out without actually playing it a lot to see if they were accurate. You know, so I'm I'm not going to sit here and and say much about the actual uh, the actual ability of this thing to handicap races and mm-hmm. make it fun. Yeah, you know, or your ability to glean what you need to know off of this. Would well, be difficult. You know, it's not like reading a race report. Like if you if you go to the track and you get one, you buy one of the papers that that, that gives mm-hmm. you the report on each of the horses. They go into the background. They go into you know what where it's where it was raised, where it was trained, who the trainer is, how what kind of success. You don't get any of that stuff in this game, so it does leave something on the table there. And you know, I, I'm sure that that future horse racing uh, simulation games would 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 cover that. But as it is, when did this come out, eighty three, eighty five, eighty five. Yeah. You know, I think that this is this is pretty good. This, yeah. yeah. Uh, again, I just think that, and I w- I'll tell you something else. I would like to see it would be. Um, uh, multiple tracks or shorter tracks or something like that. Yeah, that, I'd love that, to see just a one lap. You know, I guess this uh, some just you know this something is, you could complete compete under a minute. This game is made and undermined by its license. Basically, yeah. if you needed something smaller uh, uh, to 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 run to run in, uh, I did uh, look up some reviews on this boatster and uh, what you've got here is the world of Spectrum, my go-to site. Gave this a very good score, seven point nine six. Now, Tilt Magazine, I love them. I like they're French. Eighty three percent, eighty. Now, get this, eighty three uh, uh, percent out of a hundred. Sometimes it's a little weird with the with some of these magazines. Yeah. Sinclair User gave this an eighty percent, and when they reviewed it, and Your Spectrum gave it seventy three percent, and Crash gave it seventy nine. I think I'm in that same area there. It's got good graphics. It's functional. It's been cleverly designed. It, the uh, implementation is is very good. It's just slow and plotting and long. Yeah, and that's the downfall. Right. We did get a couple Discord reviews on this. Uh, Graham Bebke says, "I am hard pressed to think of another decent horse racing game from the 8-bit era. This game is very niche, but riding a horse in this well-known horse race is quite charming. The gameplay overall makes it quite difficult to win, unless I'm just a shocking jock." 
unless I'm just a shocking jockey. And it does run a little slow and have castanet type sounds. I actually thought the sounds were And were it okay. has music that's not, yeah. it's not totally well, spectrum like it, music. It goes through all your sort of famous horse racing type tunes. Yes, you know, the 18, or the William Tell Overtures there. And, um, Chris Fold says, uh, I've loved this game since I played it as a child. It's slow, a yep. little unfair at times, but always draws me back. Plus, it reminds me of my grand, who loved the horse racing. Eight out of ten. You know, when there's a, there used to be a just right down the street from you, boat. There was a, 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 a grocery store. It's called, called a CIS. Well, before it was called Foodland. Foodland. Really? Yeah. Even before it was Culloden Independent yeah. Supermarket. Yeah. Oh yeah, way before that. Mm. And and the Foodlands were all over this area. Now it's a food fair. And Foodland would give you these little cards when you went there. I like and they, little cards. And, and every night. On I think it was WSAZ, the local station, they would play a horse race, a half hour of horse races, and you'd have your little cards. And if your horse came in, you would get a goodie. What happened to that? That was and that was when I was young, a uh, young lad. Now the funny thing is, I always heard that these horse races were taped all over the world. Mm. So all of this was a was a scam. It was all a sham. Yeah. You know, they knew which tickets were going to be to cash in, mm -hmm. but still, the fact that in my lifetime I could go down to the store that's less than a mile from here. And go in and get a tiny little Foodland racing form, and he go home. I used to watch them all the time when I was a kid. When they for the couple years they did it, and we'd watch the horses. Did A to Z won. do that too? A to Z never did it. It was just that was a Foodland thing. Really? Yeah. Really. So there you go. That's my horse racing story. Mm. And by the way, you mentioned going down and getting your little program at the uh, racetrack. Mm -hmm. We used to print those in the print shop. I used to use an old school printer, you know, you know, handle job. Mm -hmm. And then they got computerized ones, and poof, that was the end of that job. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. another of my litany of jobs I shut down. You know, tell me about tell me about how you got that job over there at the, at the track. I applied. It was quite simple. I needed a job, uh, and was uh, this after Lexington? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So I worked at the track. So this was after Lexington, but before you started working for the boss man. It's a hilarious story beside that. I'll tell you, I can't tell it on the air, though, mm. unfortunately. It's a, it's, it's a lot blue. <laughs> all right. Well, we want to thank all the fine folks that are hanging us out. Hanging us. Hanging us out the dry. Right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. In the chat. We got Pixels at Dawn, Wishbone, Terror K, Lobs, Terminator X, Trade Guard 1982, Picard 2005. We got a lot of year names. I like when chat. Terror came in. Everyone was going, hi, Terror. <laughs> I, just, I don't know what's funny you about know, that. Terror, he's been commenting on the uh, Amiga platformers uh, yeah. he, he posts, yeah. and he is a wealth of knowledge. We're glad to have Terror, Terror K around. What's the K stand for, Boat? Killer. He's wow. a terror killer. He kills Terror. He's a good guy. Oh, okay. He's a face. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Why you? Uh, why did I teach you wrestling lingo? I'm gonna regret that till dad dies. <laughs> All right, and we also want to thank our awesome uh, supporters that support the show on Patreon: Laurent Giroux, Gary, Heather, Eric Nelson, Harbonaut, Graham Vebke, Frodo NL, Tapes from the Crypt, Pixels at Dawn, Chris Folds, Paul Bossman Harrington, and Christopher Hassel. Thank you guys so much for supporting. And if you like R. Sinclair. Uh, and you want to support the show, patreon.com slash Sinclair. Aaron, next week, we're going to play Paperboy. Oh, boy. You know, I'll, before we close up, i got to tell you, uh, and I, I, I love, I, I've fallen in love with the Sinclair. And when we, I knew we were doing a horse racing, I was so excited. Because I hear about all these horses, but I never get to play any of them. Yeah. I hear they're mostly Japan mm -hmm. and Japanese. And this, 
I, it wasn't the best game ever, no, but I thought it was great. And so every week there's something, it's a totally wacky. Mm-hmm. So now, Paperboy, now I don't know about you, but I used to play it in arcade. And it was, I really was a big fan of this game. So I can't wait to see what they've managed. Well, I used to play it on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Not as cool. They call it the definitive version. Listen, no. Playing with that little D-pad. Yep, it can't compare with the handlebars. That's next week, I will tell you a uh, how I almost purchased a Paperboy arcade machine. Oh, can't it's wait. A, uh, it's an interesting tale. All right, guys. Hope you tune in then. Until then, keep playing the Sinclair. Until then, roll.